0: And we're live. Woohoo! Hello Julie. Hello Corinda. Are you feeling like a nuanced naturopath today? I'm feeling so nuanced today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Full of nuance. (laughs) (laughs) Always, always. Full of the grey. The grey in the in-between always. (laughs) Um, Welcome back to another episode. Yes. If you're listening, thanks for listening. Really appreciate appreciate you being here. Yeah. Uh, Today... We were gonna do just a little kind of Nat fact, nut fact, <laughs> facts kind of segment. And when I say facts, I'm saying FAQs for frequently asked questions. i was
0: gonna say that's not how you spell it. No. Oh
1: wait, wait. F A C T. It's an acronym. <laughs> I am feeling. I will say I'm feeling very giggly today. So let's see how we. Let's see how we go with this energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So frequently asked questions because as I'm sure you'd agree, there are questions that our clients are asking a lot of the time. Yeah. And we're repeating ourselves a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like it would be nice to just take this space and just talk about some of that stuff. Yeah. But to start off with, <laughs> I thought it could be a nice episode icebreaker. What did you, Julie Forrest, the naturopath, have for breakfast this morning
0: i'd just like to start by saying (laughs) this is not representative of what i usually would have for breakfast um and at the moment i'm on a a regime which i i do i i I pulse every two weeks i'll do a a bit of a fat loss regime Mm. um but this morning, <laughs> I started my day with a piece of toast. Um, it was a you know, organic sourdough spelt, wholemeal spelt toast. Cool. But I shouldn't be eating toast for breakfast. Mm. I should be eating more protein for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So that I feel more satiated through the day. To regulate my blood sugar. Mm-hmm.
1: Hot tips. Um,
0: but I didn't sleep well last night. And yeah. I was discombobulated when I woke up this morning. I was hungry. I had to go out. I yeah. threw a piece of toast down my face.
1: Yeah.
0: Or down my throat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> down my face. Down my face. And we get it. Like that's that's life. And. Yeah sometimes it's just like path of least resistance. How can I get calories into me? Mm. Because I do need that energy from food mm. and I don't have the time right now to make it optimal. Yeah. And that's why I think part of part of our role as naturopaths is trying to overcome those barriers when mm. we're helping our clients where it's like, okay, yes, we know life happens, but how can we make it easier for you yeah. to to make those those good choices? But mm. also also accepting and forgiving ourselves in the time where we know we're not making the best Absolutely. health choices.
0: I, I did also consciously have something to eat before I had a coffee. I knew I was good. having coffee. So nice. there, there was, there was some motivation there to avoid coffee on an empty stomach, which good. would be the worst of two evils. Yes. And cause
1: we, sometimes you can't win them all. And yeah. that, so that was a good choice. Yeah. And, To anyone listening, any coffee lovers listening, and I'm sure there's many of you, Mm. having coffee on an empty stomach, especially regularly, is not good for you. Mm. And I think I'm really happy to just put it that bluntly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to explain why that is?
1: Or do we want to leave them hanging in suspense? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm sure. I that- thought
0: we were answering facts
1: here, <laughs> but when we're on the breakfast <laughs> segment. We can't just jump to the facts. No, so, um, the way I explain it, and actually, this could be interesting because we might have different explanations. Mm. The way I explain it to clients is that when you wake up with within a certain time period, your body is wanting fuel in the form of food that becomes sugar in your blood, mm. so your cells can make energy, and if it doesn't receive food in a certain amount of time, it's then going to rely... Your body's going to rely on cortisol and adrenaline from your adrenal glands to break down glycogen in your liver and in your muscles to create that blood sugar. Because Mm. your body's got things to do. It Mm. needs blood sugar. So that's just fasting or skipping breakfast in general. When you put coffee on top of that Mm. with no fat, Or minimal fat, like if you're just using a a latte, if you're having a latte, not like a proper bulletproof coffee. Minimal fat, no fiber, no protein going in. You are just putting coffee on an empty stomach. Uh, The way I describe it is that it is just adding to that burden on your adrenal glands exponentially. Yeah. And the other thing that you're doing from the start of the day is, uh, other than, you know, not giving yourself sufficient fuel, is the coffee is blocking... Adenosine receptors yeah. Which makes your body think That it's not tired So you don't get an accurate gauge On how tired you are yeah. That could then have a ripple effect on Your decisions for the rest of the day Because you might feel not tired But your body might be struggling It's just masked Yeah. yeah. Um, so you might go to bed later Because you feel okay And then your body's chronically sleep deprived Or you know, yeah. you know various yeah. other decisions So that's how I explain it So I recommend... If you want coffee, coffee, have it with breakfast, ideally within 60 to 90 minutes of waking, or at least try to have a bulletproof coffee. Mm. Bulletproof coffee I recommend especially for my peeps who are having coffee for breakfast and skipping breakfast for years. Mm. I'm like, okay, let's start small. Bulletproof coffee, which is coffee, a little bit of butter or ghee or MCT oil or even just coconut oil. Um, I boost it with a collagen powder. That would be great, yeah. Just to help stabilize that yeah. caffeine surge in the body yeah. and how your body processes it. So that's me. Is uh, it? How? I, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I don't think well, I. Well, I don't know that I've explained it that succinctly to anybody. I uh, I I often start with ah coffee first thing in the morning. Do you? You don't have that on an empty stomach, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a much, a much more brief explanation. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: And yeah. if I'm being really honest, I'm surprised at how well I explained that. And in my consults, it's probably a lot more something like, "Yeah, it's not great for your adrenals. It's putting burden on your body. That's don't do it." Probably
0: the most that I've <laughs> that I've done.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I should also say too, there's a lot of people that are under the impression that coffee is bad. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of people will say to me, and I'm really sorry but I have coffee. <laughs> and and you never have to apologize never for anything that you do. Mm-hmm. What we do is a, is a collaborative um, effort yeah. and we, we're just trying to guide you in the right way. But there's nothing wrong with coffee per se. Mm. Some people have Specific um, reasons why they they don't uh, metabolize coffee mm. well, yep. or say in hyperthyroidism mm-hmm. um, or Grace disease, mm-hmm. um, where they just simply don't need that extra stimulant, yeah. or if you're on ADHD medication, yeah. <laughs> you definitely don't Big need the extra. The extra heart palpitations that come along with coffee. Or in some heart conditions too. Yeah. But coffee itself, a good quality espresso coffee, yeah. is a herbal medicine. hmm But needs to be treated like a herbal medicine.
1: Exactly. And taken medicinally. And yeah. I let me know if you agree with me, but I would say that our our culture has really demedicinalized coffee. It's <laughs> yeah, it's mostly yeah, yeah. sugar milk. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, there, there are, there are, and there's better ways to have coffee and that's something that will help you through too. It, it's not always going to be a matter of you can't have coffee in your life. It's yeah. rarely going to be that. Yeah. But there's, we have tips on, you know, how to have the best quality coffee for your body, you know, yeah. even, even down to the brand and the form and how you're making it and, yeah, where you're getting it from. And
0: don't have it. Late in the afternoon, like yeah, I say 2 p.m.
1: Yeah, ideally keep them all before midday. Now, don't try to cram them in if you have five (laughs) coffees a day, don't try and (laughs) your last one's at 4 p.m. Don't try to cram it all in before midday. Ideally, no
0: more than four regular size. So, Mm. we're talking 250 mil, and I think even a regular size is 285.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: you know, no more than four in a day. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: So there are coffee tips. Yeah. If you have questions about that.
0: We didn't plan to talk about coffee,
1: did we? We did, but that's great to add into the title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that will be really good. Should I share what I had for breakfast and then yes. we can move on? Because yes. mine's nothing to boast about. <laughs> coffee on an empty stomach, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I rarely have coffee. Um, because, actually, one more fun fact about coffee. If you are the classic person who has coffee, maybe regularly, maybe semi-regularly, and you feel... A physical state of anxiety that is a direct sign that your liver is struggling to metabolize it, mm. um, and we can do things to support that. To support that, so just let's tab that. Yeah. I am that person, so I don't drink a lot of coffee, Yeah. unless I'm adding in specific support, or you know, you know, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, breakfast this morning. So. Again, not the most ideal. I did not eat within... Oh, no, I would have eaten within 90 minutes of waking up. I got a couple of brownies that I had baked in the last couple of days (laughs) that were still sitting on my bench uh, in the pan that I cooked them in. And they're packet brownies, but they're from a brand. They're from a no sugar brand. Right. So they were technically no or minimal sugar. You know, what's sugar? They didn't have processed sugar in them. Yeah, lots of chickpea pl- flour and okay. probably some xylitol and things like that. Yeah, I had that. Sat down, watched a show with with my partner, uh, and then probably three hours after I woke up, I thought, "Hmm, it's eleven ish. I should probably have a proper breakfast." At which point, I reheated some tofu cubes and miso soup that I had oh, in the fridge, nice. and I thought this was good. And it was the tofu. I think was more than fifteen grams of protein. I'm like. And I felt proud of myself in that (laughs) moment. Um, But, yeah, not an ideal day. Yeah. But...
0: Well, it just goes to show... I mean, we're not perfect.
1: Mm -hmm. We know
0: a lot of stuff. But it's still... It's difficult to incorporate all of the things that you know you should do
1: every day. There are so many things. (laughs) So many. That I've heard mostly celebrities talk about it on other podcasts, especially on Joe I feel like I've heard it on Joe Rogan several times where like celebrities who are aware of wellness and holistic health will say, By the time I've done all the things I need to do, it's been six hours since I've woken up. Do you know like it's and it can it can feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And actually something else I wanna say on that is just overall naturopaths, just because we're naturopaths we're not perfect pictures of health or habits, we are still humans with flaws and our own challenges and obstacles Mm. and I actually um, someone who I follow on Instagram and she's been just a great help for health and practicing in general, her name is Anne Cecil Sturman, she's an uh, uh, American-Australian classical acupuncturist Mm. and she was answering a question from a practitioner that was like how can I give advice to my patients when I don't follow that advice Uh. myself? And her answer was so good, and I might butcher it, but it was something along the lines of the patients aren't coming in to become you. You are not like a model. You are not a picture-perfect model that you're you're sort of going to carbon copy your routine and your life and hand over to them. Yeah. But you have training in a specific modality. Mm -hmm. And so instead of saying to clients, well, what I would do in your case is, or what I do for myself is instead you say, well, according to, in her case, it was Chinese medicine. Well, according to traditional Chinese medicine, we would recommend this based on your specific presentation. And so Mm. I guess we would say, According to naturopathic medicine, here's what your body needs right now. Or here's what would be really good for you to help support your liver. Or it's, it, rather than, oh, well, I do this. Yeah. And making it more, uh, you know, it, uh, our, our consults are personal, obviously. But making it less personal on, on our behalf. Yeah. Where, it, where we're putting that expectation on ourself of like, oh, am I not going to be able to help this person if I'm not in a perfect state of health? but some sometimes
0: it's the fact that you understand your own limitations that gives yep. you greater understanding of the limitations of other people and yeah. it might it might be something where you you're able to give strategies or tips yeah to to overcome those blocks because you've experienced
1: it yourself yes. or
0: are currently experiencing it yourself absolutely i yeah. have a daily battle with trying to get enough
1: um, hydration. Yeah. So then it's I'm sure you ha- you're you full of tips that you can share with clients on that. Yeah. I think another point that she did want to make was about the subtle transference that can happen of our own blocks passing on to our clients. Yeah. And that can happen on a, on a frank and a, a really subtle level. And so I think it's this sort of art of like healthy detachment of like yeah. even though from our own blocks, we've got great knowledge to, to share. And that is so valuable. And I I use that often and I call upon that often. How can we make sure that we're not uh, passing those blocks on? Projecting. To, yes. Yeah, yeah. Something to really be aware of as a practitioner. Yeah.
0: That's a really good
1: point. Yeah. And that's what I had for breakfast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm, I'm impressed with your breakfast. Yeah. I think that. That's a great...
1: Well... Well, well yeah. Yeah. It had, I mean, it was better than mine. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. But we're not perfect. We're not perfect, and that's that.
0: Tomorrow, I'm going to have a great breakfast.
1: Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm getting eggs from my mum, so I'll definitely have a great breakfast. Because <laughs> we've been low on eggs, and I'm like, oh, I, I just want eggs, and I haven't gone to the shops to get eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm aim for good. a protein-rich breakfast would be yeah. my dot point from from that little spiel yeah.
0: and lunch yeah because the cravings and mm. the energy slump that you have late in the afternoon yeah. you know, three or four in the afternoon or after dinner yeah is a direct has a direct relationship to the amount of protein you ate earlier in the day
1: yeah i.e. lack of protein earlier in the day yeah harder sugar cravings later in the day harder mm. f- fatigue energy crashes later in the day yeah yeah Protein is crucial.
0: Yes. Yep. And most people, particularly menopausal women or mm. perimenopausal women, who are busy, yep, um, they just don't eat enough protein.
1: Yeah. don't mm. dare I say, most people don't eat enough no, protein. Yeah, probably. Based on the, the diet diaries yeah. that I look at, yeah. Or fiber. Yeah, or fiber. that's yeah. another conversation. Or <laughs> well, we can do an episode on fiber. Oh, there is so much. to. Do. Oh, oh okay. yeah. I need to put that ho- on the that list. That
0: is a whole podcast on its
1: own. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm mm. going to write that as we speak, <laughs> fiber. Um, Okay. So I think let's jump into some Nat Facts. Nat Facts. <laughs> <laughs> F-A-Q-S. <laughs> um, so uh, which one should we start with? Actually, I think I'm going to ask a different one first because that can sort of set the stage. Sure. How long until I feel better after seeing a naturopath? Well, mm.
0: it depends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't, don't, don't. The nuance alert, the nuance sound. <laughs>
0: We're going to get a sound for that. <laughs> um, well, the rule of thumb is what is it? one day for every week, one week for every month, one month for every year that you've had the condition.
1: Oh, I haven't heard. Oh, I haven't heard all of that. I only ever went by however many years you've had the condition in months. I never focused on days or weeks for whatever reason.
0: Well, I I like that. It's, it's pretty hard to measure it because more often than not, there are comorbid conditions. Mm -hmm. More than one thing going on at a time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and invariably something will happen along the way during the healing process to interrupt.
1: Yep. A <laughs> new know, thing comes
0: up. A new thing, a virus, yep. another layer is peeled back. Yep. Um but yeah, that's a good rule of thumb though to to go by To that. go by yeah. yeah. If,
1: if we and especially and I'll even have clients ask me, I know you're probably going to say it's different for everyone. But then they ask me the question, how long will it take? How long for me until I feel better or see results or feel results? And obviously mm. that's even fe- feeling and seeing results is going to be so different for everyone and yeah. determined on so many different factors. So so they know it's a nuanced question, but they still ask it. And so, yeah, I go back to that rule of thumb mm. when they want a rough idea.
0: Um, and And... We, you also need to clarify, are we talking about before you notice a change, mm, cause any that, change? Because
1: that can happen much earlier, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Or before I'm completely, it's completely resolved. Yeah, and I'm finally healed <laughs> once I'm and healed. for all. That happens, I, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, for example, with um, in. Blah, blah, blah gastrointestinal conditions Mm. the microbiome can change within four hours it can completely change so if uh, microbial dysbiosis in the gut Mm. is underlying your condition Mm -hmm. then that change can start yeah. in as little as four hours. That doesn't awesome. mean that your gastrointestinal <laughs> condition will be completely resolved in four hours, yeah. because it's, it's, there's more nuance to that. That's just a change in the microbiota species. Yeah, but then there needs to be a change to say the the mucosal linings and the yeah. the, the integrity of the um. Of the colon or the small bowel or Mm. the stomach. Yep. Yeah,
1: And And multiple factors. And on Mm. that example, because actually that's such a good example to get another point in, is by correcting the dysbiosis, by supporting the species in the gut, you're addressing an obstacle to cure. Yep. And that and something, you know, a huge part of naturopathy is that when we do that, we then allow the body to heal itself. And so the healing mechanisms kick in. And so Mm -hmm. you address the microbiome, you address the dysbiosis, and then those other things you mentioned, the structural integrity, the Mm -hmm. mucosa of the intestinal lining, that starts to repair and heal. And then the the gut-brain axis probably gets Mm -hmm. strengthened and supported Mm -hmm. and things are signaling better and mm. the immune system's feeling more robust and so it's it's like sometimes it's like removing at first identifying then removing those obstacles and then allowing the body to do a lot of the work and that that mm. can take time
0: and also you need to be con- you need to continue supporting yes the gut microbiota yes. through that process so I- you can't just take a probiotic and go oh there we go i've fixed the <laughs> yeah. dysbiosis I can go back to eating fatty lard burgers or or, I don't know, whatever it is. You you need to be actively feeding Mm -hmm. those species um, a broad range of diverse fibres and phytonutrients to continue that process of healing.
1: Exactly. And usually a part of our treatment plans is starting with supplements Mm -hmm. to help make change easier for the client to almost make it easier for them to experience more balance in their body. Mm. And then it's about usually for me, weaning off the supplements and seeing how we can sustain the change through food. Yeah. And usually there's a big crossover period of like, stay on the supplements, stay on the protocol, but now let's focus on the diet while you've still got that support. Yeah. 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 The other cool thing about that four hour idea with the microbiota in the gut mm is that having that in mind I feel like is such a nice permission slip of like your body turns over and you know different cells in your body have different lifespans but just remembering your body has a turnover rate it's not just the same exact thing day in day out for the rest of your life you you know and so I feel like that makes it easier to sort of forgive yourself when you do. You might be on a good, great protocol for weeks, and then you might slip up and go, "Oh gosh!" But it's like remember the turnover. You know, yeah. it's it's okay. Your body's changing. You can you can reintroduce the things again. You can come back to balance. Like, yeah, it's okay, right? It's not just one and done. Oh my god, body's damaged for life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's important. Actually, to when you when you think about it,
0: I am not the same human yeah. that I was. <clears throat> I can't remember what the turnover is of all cells. Yeah, I don't have the same cells that I did last year. Let's say. Yeah, because all of them have turned over.
1: Crazy. That's more like a. Is that like Twilight Zone? That's Twilight Zone. Yeah, I'm showing my age. Um. Cool. Do I feel like we? Is there any other nuance we want to add to that? How long until I feel better after seeing a naturopath? I guess also dependent on how you stick to things. Yeah. How consist- how quickly can you order the supplements after we prescribe them to you on yeah, Vitally? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> things like yeah. that. How, how are they in stock? Are they in stock? Yeah. <laughs> Bio my PS <BS> promoting. <laughs> um uh, yeah, are they in stock? How quickly can you get them? How quickly is it for you to get consistent with them yeah. in your day to day? How easily and willing are you um, to make changes to your diet? That yeah. could be taking things out. That could be adding things in. Mm. One might feel easier than the other. There mm. might, be, you know, let's not um, forget how how addictive certain foods can be, and That's how so it can annoying. be really hard to remove food groups from the diet that are d- directly. causing your symptoms (laughs) wheat and dairy are the perfect examples there, where they
0: actually bond to opioid receptors they are opioids yeah they are addictive but they're they're literally addictive yeah
1: so and Mm. that's also a permission slip of like go easy on yourself these are Mm. these are strong things that we're dealing with you know these are strong um compounds that we're dealing Mm. with um you know, how how quickly can you implement lifestyle changes? Mm. Uh, are you exercising at all? Are you going to go from zero to 100 in two weeks? You know, which is rare. So, yeah. And and also actually the other thing I do want to say there and something that you mentioned, you know, often there's comorbidities. Often once mm. we start the treatment process, other things will come up. And I think something to really drive home about well specifically about how I and I think we practice naturopathy. Is that we can't address it all at once. No. If we were addressing everything in one session, that would be a direct disservice to our clients. Yeah. It and a direct disservice to your body. Yeah. Um. So it's really about peeling back the layers, and I have learned that so much of healing comes with slowing down. Yeah. And that is something that we're really resistant to.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But. Uh- I've noticed so often, um, people will say to me, "Oh, well, I like to exercise." Yeah. You know, because when I'm asking, "What what do you do that gives you joy? Mm. What do you do to re replenish, refill your cup?" Mm. I like to exercise. Exercise is fabulous. However, it is elevating the nervous system. Yeah. If you're exercising late in the evening, yeah you know, it's not conducive to good sleep because yep. you're raising your your nervous
1: system... Yeah, activation at, and...
0: Uh, yeah, so you're inhibiting your ability to make melatonin. Yeah. Um, and often people don't have a, a practice of um, a relaxation. Yeah. So they'll make time for exercise. Yep. But they won't make time for...
1: Just quiet time. Yeah. And it, it's, mm. yeah, it gets forgotten. And and I think another important part of our jobs is correcting those sort of mass wellness myths where it's just yeah. like, oh, we're taught that exercise is good for you. Yeah. No nuance. No no nuance <laughs> at best, right? Like, it's like, yeah. well, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's yeah. a, there's an asterisk there. Yeah. What kind of exercise are you doing? What time are you doing it? Are you doing it in a fasted state? Why are you doing it? Are you doing it to yeah. achieve a goal in how you see your body in the mirror or is it about how you feel or is it to support cardiovascular health? You know, like, so there's so, so much, so much nuance, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's something that we'll always address with the individual. But yeah, sometimes it's just, so I guess it's also, what have you learned about health and what needs, what do you need to unlearn about health and healing and how long will that take for you? Cause I don't expect people to, unlearn things overnight.
0: No. I find no.
1: I might have to mention something in like the first consult and then it might be like 6 months down the track at our like fifth or sixth consult that they're like, "Oh, or they're repeating it back to me like yeah, yep. like they heard it from somewhere else, but it's finally yeah, set in that they've they're sharing it with me and I'm like, "Yeah, that's a win."
0: Yeah. 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 But yeah. it takes time. It's a process. Yep. And and we are there to help facilitate that Journey as much as we as much as we can, kind yeah. of kind of like a coach in a way. Yeah, you know, to just to help implement because it's it it's easy to say I'm going to do X, Y, and Z when yeah. you're feeling motivated, mm. but two weeks into it, you might not be feeling <laughs> feeling quite so motivated. Yeah, and there might be blocks that yep. that you've had there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can help. We can yeah. you know, give you strategies that might overcome those blocks.
1: Yeah. And that's what we work with. That's right. And that can take time. And that's mm. gonna be different for everyone. Mm. So mm. the ultimate answer is sorry. <laughs>
0: it's gonna take time. Yeah. It depends. Yeah.
1: You're an individual. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, let's tick that one off. And then let's go into herbs. Herbal medicine, herbal medicine and nutritional medicine in general, in the form of supplements. And so, I guess the question there is do herbs and nutritional supplements work in the same way as pharmaceutical medications? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) The end. All right, moving on. (laughs) No.
0: So. Uh, generally, mm. and and this has to be general because each of them needs to be taken um, mm-hmm. individually. Yep. But generally, a pharmaceutical is a single constituent mm-hmm. that either suppresses or enhances a function of the body. Yeah, and uh, therefore can have side effects because when you stop a process or enhance a process, you're gonna there's going to be other Yeah. Ramifications.
1: Yeah.
0: Whereas herbal medicine, actually I'm going to go with supplements first. Yeah. So a supplement, and I'm talking about um, vitamins, minerals, Mm -hmm. amino acids. Yeah. um, Usually work by addressing a deficiency. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are some instances where they might be used in a high dose, yep. um, which, oh, that's kind of complex, isn't it, uh, to enhance a particular action. And I'm thinking, say, antioxidants, Yeah, where you're, you're then ramping up the body's own yep. ability to deal with free radicals. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As an example. As an example. And I guess a different example that you would use vitamin C differently in someone who was actively sick Mm. or actively recovering from someone versus someone who just needed day-to-day cold prevention or, you know, Mm. general immune support.
0: Yeah. 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 Herbs, on the other hand, Mm. uh, again, we would... I'm talking generally, Mm. um, but they have... Uh, like a whole herb formula let's say turmeric yeah (laughs) (laughs) we love that example because that's a good example so turmeric has curcumin Mm. we all know that but it actually has curcuminoids it has a range of different constituents in it and those constituents may so we know that curcumin has particular actions as a An anti-inflammatory and an antioxidant and a a liver tonic Mm. and other things that don't come to my mind immediately. But also it has other constituents which may enhance Mm. its um, absorption. Mm -hmm. It may enhance its distribution. Um, There are other constituents that may uh, prevent uh other side effects, they might modulate other parts, yeah. um, other aspects. Mm. So herbs are really complex. They can they can have multiple actions mm. and some of them are really quite beautiful in the way that they um in all of these different constituents interact with each other yeah. to provide a number of different actions yeah. in the body. Yeah. Or a
1: whole outcome. Yeah. Like yeah. it can... Yeah. And so I guess to so to sort of break that down a little bit more and to like mm. clarify or summarize, pharmaceuticals, generally single constituents or much more potent constituents yeah. rather than eating a plant, right? Mm. And so if we think of the result that that's going to have, it's usually going to have a much more specific or a much more strong, strong result. I find that a lot of... Ph- and something that I do find myself saying quite a bit, actually, is that pharmaceutical medications can force a change in your body. Yes. Whereas I find that herbal medicine, not vitamins and minerals for now, but herbal medicine will modulate things if an imbalance is present. Yes. Or if there is something that needs to be supported, the action will happen. But yeah. if, there's, if everything is balanced, you might not notice... Yeah. A change by taking a herb.
0: Oh, that's a really good point too. Because often people will say, "I took that herb and I didn't notice any difference." Mm. And all you're ever really going to achieve with herbal medicine is normal function. Yeah, because it supports the body's ability to achieve normal function or or homeostasis. Yeah. So if you're not feeling normal, mm. something's not working properly that herb will bring you up to normal function. Mm. And by contrast, you feel better mm-hmm. for a bit. But then you kind of go, oh, I didn't need the herb because I got better all by myself.
1: Yeah. And people aren't usually exclaiming, I feel normal again. It's usually like, <laughs> oh, my God, I feel fantastic. Or like when people take something that's really strong and causing a direct change, it's they usually want... A result that feels so different and so unusual yeah. that's what we're usually looking for if you just go from meh or not great to normal now there's definitely some people in certain conditions who will notice that change to normal and they will celebrate the hell out of it yeah but i think for most of us we might not take we might not have the presence or we might not take yeah. the time to tune into that change and go Oh wow, I'm feeling I'm like I'm feeling normal, but I wasn't feeling this before. It's usually yeah. just like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing changed. I'm fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's really hard when when we've lived in a world that relies so heavily on pharmaceuticals. Yeah. To ob- observe our own bodies and what normal feels like and yeah. those subtle changes. Yeah. Uh, and then, to be able to attribute that to maybe it's the herbs I took. Yeah,, <laughs> maybe it's the food I ate., yeah. you know, I ate some healthy food, and I'm actually feeling pretty normal right now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, like that, this is <laughs> this is what we aim for to yeah. a degree. yeah. There's a lot of things in our modern environments that cause, Health that is anything less than normal, right? Yeah. And so I find that for most people, we're trying to just bring it back up to a level of normal. Do you and- mean disease? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Our modern society yeah. directly <laughs> causes disease. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, disease. Yeah.
0: And it should be said. I'm just thinking about the whole conversation that we've had. Yeah. Is that if we were living lives that were more in tune with nature. Yeah. If we were living uh, f- growing the food, farming the food, yeah. walking the distance, carrying the water, doing all of the things, being in tune with nature and mm-hmm. in tune with the way that we evolved. Mm-hmm a lot of these things would be second nature yeah and we wouldn't have to work so hard and it's what we're overcoming mm. with a lot of the a lot of the things that we prescribe is um, we're overcoming this modern life yeah. in this sophisticated world that we live in <laughs> yeah
1: that, that that's absolutely it and i will say that is i think the next question is going to cover that a lot more oh yeah good thoughts Hold those thoughts. Okay. Because they will... They need. I okay. see where you're going and I'm I love it. I'm holding them. So just to summarize about um, the difference between pharmaceuticals and nutrients and herbal medicines, if I sort of had to rank it, I would say that pharmaceuticals are the most forceful, the most direct in what change they can produce in the body. I would then say that nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, the... I, amino I, acids. The amino acids <laughs> uh, can cause pretty significant change. Yeah. And that speaks to the power of nutrients and the role that nutrients play in so many of our body processes. Yeah. So when people say supplements don't work, I'm like, well, firstly, nuance, <laughs> what supplements are you talking about? Yeah. How good's their quality? And but also shut up because <laughs> our body relies on yeah. nutritional compounds to run. Yeah. And then I would put herbs sort of at the bottom in terms of they're the least forceful Mm. Uh, means that we can produce change in our body.
0: Yeah, depending on the herbs. Depending though, on the herbs. Yeah, and keeping in mind that some of our herbs um, were actually used to de- derive – some medicines were derived from herbs, Yeah, including about 70% of our chemo drugs.
1: I did not know that about – I truly <laughs> didn't know 70% of chemo yeah, drugs because yeah. I always think of aspirin, yeah. um, probably antifungal agents I could imagine. Um, some antifungal agents, maybe.
0: Or um, well, there's also um, uh, uh, statin drugs. Oh yeah, derived from mushrooms, from Like oyster mushrooms. Oh and you can <laughs> oyster mushrooms and shiitake mushrooms. You can simply eat them. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but no, let's make it into a potent drug. Yeah, and yeah. let's also acknowledge with herbal medicine as well that it can be used in a different way because when we talk about it being. Uh, you know it won't cause significant change in your body if you are in a balanced state or it won't it won't mm. force results let's acknowledge that there are psychoactive medicines yep. um and really potent plant medicines that will absolutely take you into a different state yep. um and that's sort of a different we're not referring to that kind of herbal medicine i guess just to make the to, to, just to clear up the conversation yeah
0: and i suppose too to clear up on the the chemo drugs is we don't you don't need to be concerned about taking herbs yeah because that is a case where they take an individual constituent within a plant and the dosage is far greater than you would ever achieve in, in a whole herb. Yes.
1: Yes. And that is something that is one of the things that grinds my gears about the pharmaceutical industry is that they see a benefit that a plant could have in its whole form and go, how can we get the thing out of it? And (laughs) we touched on that when we spoke about turmeric in our first episode. Yeah. Um, and I guess our herbalist approach, our holistic herbal approach is the whole plant is valuable. Yeah. And nuance alert. <laughs> 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 nuance alert. And oh, I feel like you could say so much about this. Your, okay, so the plant material... Mm. Let's say, for example, if you eat a plant or if you consume, like, a herbal powder. Yeah, here we go. I know what you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the benefits are a result of how... It the...
0: interacts with the microbiome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, finishing your sentences is. And, and so,
1: like, how the bacteria process and, mm. and digest and ferment that plant material can directly produce compounds that cause the effect. Yeah. So eating the ho- consuming the whole thing is important and yeah. maybe you wouldn't get that result if yeah. you just had the single constituent
0: exactly exactly
1: say more julie
0: yeah <laughs> um oh, oh just I don't know where to start uh so for example i'm trying to think of what codenopsis is oh, yeah. a herb that comes to mind yeah if you were to take codenopsis as a liquid herb mm. you would get Some of the benefits of the, I think it's saponins. Okay. I need to check on that. right. But you wouldn't get the polysaccharides that come if you were to take ground herb. Yeah. And those polysaccharides interact with the microbiota and they will upregulate proliferation of species that produce butyrate and butyrate. Is the metabolite, so the byproduct. Think bacteria poop mm-hmm. that then goes on and feeds the cells of the colon. Yep. Um, goes into circulation, so systemic circulation. Yep. And actually has beneficial effects throughout the body. Yeah. Um, so it's Codonopsis as a whole herb mm. can have effects throughout the whole body just mm. by this this sort of secondary action.
1: Yeah. And uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So again, mm. with that example you used earlier, some people might say, oh yeah, I've tried conenopsis. Yeah. And well, it's like, hang on, well, how? what did you have? It? Oh yeah, uh, it was prescribed as a tincture. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. maybe we didn't get the actual action that we were seeking from yeah. using that herb because of the form and how it was prepared. Yeah. And yeah. now with the polysaccharides, is that the same for medicinal mushrooms that are in tincture form? You're not getting the polysaccharide?
0: I'm not sure. And Ooh. it's something I've wondered myself. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Because they talk about beta-glucans <laughs> yeah. in the mushrooms. But... but- I don't know Mm. if that translates, if they're fully extracted in in ethanol. I would assume that there are aspects that are not...
1: That's what I would assume too. Because if I'm recalling my uni notes correctly... Yeah. (laughs) From medicinal herb... What was that subject?
0: Uh, Materia Medica? or clinical herbal medicine. Clinical herbal medicine,
1: yeah. I thought that the beta-glucans that confer benefits to our immune system and support immunity are directly in the polysaccharides of the mushroom. That's what I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, questions to be had. I actually am going to do some research on this because I do remember, and I've got a book here, this one here. Uh,
1: Medicinal Mushrooms, A Clinical Guide by Martin Powell.
0: I listened to a Fabulous podcast by Martin Powell, Ooh. Uh, where he was interviewed and he actually discussed this very subject. And I can't remember what the answer is, but I'm going to well, let's for the next podcast.
1: Perfect. Come back and we'll we'll open with that, that. question. Yeah. yeah. And also, so anyone listening on Spotify, they have introduced a new Q&A and poll feature on the episode. So just while we're talking about answering questions in this Nat Facts episode as well, um, you can... I haven't seen it yet, so I can't tell you exactly where to go, but somewhere in the notes of this episode, if you click on the episode as a whole, um, there will be a Q&A box where you can answer a question and we will answer those in the next episode. And there also might be a poll for the episode where you can yeah. answer and uh, give us give us some insight into what we've spoken about today.
0: Please interact with
1: us. <laughs> please, please interact with us. We're, we're sick of interacting with only each other. no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> really, not. <laughs> But yes, no, please do engage. Let's get, we're, we're really, yeah. Yeah, this is, it's all a conversation. It's an yeah. open, ongoing conversation. Yeah. It's never just do this, direct, directing you to feel better in your life. It's, yeah. it's an ongoing, it's a flow. Yeah. And if
0: we're too technical sometimes,
1: ask, ask us. Yeah. Can because you, can you put that thing in simple terms? <laughs> yeah. Like truly. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, last question. And yes, this ties in nicely and you did touch on it before. Do you really need supplements? Can't we just do it through food? <laughs> well,
0: again it depends.
1: Yep. Cause
0: it depends on what you need, mm-hmm. what your condition is. Mm-hmm. Which herb are we talking about?
1: Yeah, all new nu- um, all, all nutrients, nutrients. yeah, or um, formula? Yeah. yeah. It
0: might be that you have a thyroid condition and you actually need some larger doses of selenium. Yeah. Uh, don't self-medicate, please. Yeah. Because sometimes things like selenium or vitamin A can be dangerous in high levels. Uh, yep. But it might be that you need high levels to bring you up to replete
1: levels. Yeah. And levels that wouldn't uh, be possible to get from food alone. Or you'd have to be eating a ridiculous amount of a particular food, fully relying on your digestive system to process that, assimilate that so well, absorb the maximum nutrient content from that food, which is... Mm. with. Mm. The current state of everyone's guts if I may speak collectively not a great thing to solely rely on yeah and it, it would just take so much effort to get to that level so I guess yeah mm. can specific conditions that specifically require higher levels of nutrients yeah oh
0: sorry I just thought of a really really good example is b12 yeah you know for a start I mean if you're if you're a vegan it's virtually yeah. impossible to get b12 any other way but supplementation. Yep. Some mushrooms make a mm. pseudo cabalamin. Mm-hmm. I think it's called. Or, yes, we'll call it pseudo-cobalamin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it that. We'll call it that. I'm just not sure if it's pseudo-cobalamin or pseudo cyanocabalamin.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: yep. Anyway, um, however, what they do is they don't uh, – they, they bond – the receptors but they don't activate
1: ah, but how easy is it for that information or portion of that information to get misconstrued and how many pro or like strict vegan media pages will you see online saying you can get b12 from mushrooms hmm. it's so easy to take a little bit of the the data, a little bit of the facts, and yep. then just say, Oh, yeah, you're fi- if you eat mushrooms and you're vegan, you're getting B12. And it's like, Wah, Yeah, you're not. You're not-
0: um, collagen is another one.
1: Oh, yeah, tell us yeah. more. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 vegan sources of collagen. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, marine sources of collagen. Yeah that come from fish
1: and not vegan. (laughs) Are not vegan, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and products, yes. So I've seen products, especially because we've both worked at health food stores, Mm. vegan collagen. What is it? Mm. It's like a little bit of vitamin C, a little bit of zinc, and maybe an extract of a a plant that that has antioxidant. And it's like, well, that's not collagen. No. That's pretty misleading. It's not vegan collagen because that's not a thing. But there are nutrients that can help support your body's own, own production of <laughs> collagen. because And that's what your body is meant to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, vegans, another thing. So, conditions that require more nutrients or can contribute to deficiencies. Um, vegans or even vegetarians, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Compromised gut health oh, f- is going to limit nutrient absorption that you can get from food. Yeah. yeah
0: or, or, again, back to B12. Yeah. Yeah people that can't produce intrinsic factor because of gut conditions and that intrinsic factor is a necessary component for b12 Mm. to be activated
1: yeah and i think that's Mm. something that i just want to convey generally as well is that i sometimes i need to remember we are not taught the information that i have about the human body is not taught to the masses (laughs) and so i'm i'm walking around with like this decently complex knowledge thinking that people know it and i'm just like why would people do that if they know that this is how this works yeah. and i need to remind myself this is not common knowledge and if there was something that i could convey it's just that your body is so beautifully complex yeah. but complex nonetheless and yeah. it's usually not as simple as eat this twice a day and you'll be fine like it's yeah because oh. we're not all the same Yeah, we're not all the same. And that's for starters. And then if you break down the specific parts of our body, again, if we're focusing on food, the specific parts of your digestive tract and how different those environments are and all the different enzymes in each area. And do you know what intrinsic factor is? Did you learn about that in high school? I didn't. That's a specific... Did Dr. Google tell you about the <laughs> intrinsic factor <laughs> when you were Googling about your vitamin B, B12 deficiency? Um, no, and and that's not to like throw shade or call out anyone. That's just like just acknowledging no. things are really complex. Um, and the best kind of doctors and health scientists are the people who can, can who can take those complex ideas and share them in a way that's really simple to grasp
0: and relevant to
1: you. And relevant to you, absolutely, yeah. Mm. So, something else that I want to say on this question, do we really need supplements? Can't we do it through food? One of my biggest points here, and I did get this from a lecturer at uni. Um, She was the first person who really, like, it really clicked this idea into my brain because you learn about naturopathy and you learn about, okay, what's the least dose you can use to get the change in that person or what's the least force first yeah, yeah yeah the the least force you can use and and while doing no harm and you know and it's like well we don't want to put we don't want people to be on supplements forever you know wow. how can people really sustain this change just through their diet and this lecturer who i think i know who it is but in case it wasn't her i don't want to shout out the name um said okay consider consider this for why we can't just do it all through food our environment is Our wider environment is drastically different to how it was a hundred years ago, let alone 50 years ago, let alone 20 years ago, right? Yeah. When we think about modern agriculture, pollution, different chemicals that that we're exposed to on a daily basis. Glyphosate. Glyphosate. Pesticides, insecticides, how our food is grown, how our meat is... uh (laughs) grown <laughs> and killed and supplied and processed
0: and stored and transported yeah
1: and how how deplete our soil is of nutrition that used to be there glyphosate again because as an
0: as an antibacterial because it was first registered or patented as an antibiotic oh. And also patented as a metal chelator. Oh. So it inhibits, it actively inhibits the the kinds of fungal species that are necessary to help plants uptake nutrients, oh. particularly minerals, and chelates them. So bonds to mm. them to pre- actually... So they can't be... So they don't... The, it prevents them from taking up those minerals. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Um, then we eat those plants that are mineral deficient because of that whole process. And now let's... That's a rabbit hole. (laughs) Let's do an episode on glyphosate. Yeah, let's. Because that has been on my mind a lot. Yeah. And that is so important to talk about.
0: And when we talk about glyphosate, what we're talking about is Roundup. Yeah. Um, Glyphosate is the active ingredient... Or one of the active ingredients in Roundup, a commonly used weed killer.
1: Yeah. um, Which is just so, so detrimental. So if you're yep. not eating an exclusively organic diet, yep. y- you have been... Is it fair to say you've been exposed to glyphosate? Uh,
0: y- yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. 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 They're founded in uh, babies' cord blood.
1: The Of the umbilical cord. Of the,
0: umbilic- on the umbilical cord of ba- uh, newborn babies. Yeah. And
1: same with microplastics that yeah. can...
0: Yeah. And DDT. Yeah. So... <laughs> maybe we need to edit that
1: <laughs> no no I mean, I mean that's the that's this is science this is facts this is what we are noticing in in the new generation of humans being born and coming into this modern world that man has yeah. formulated for himself Yeah. and so my point is mm. that with all these factors yeah. our bodies are either and sometimes at the same time either in a state of nutrient deficiencies because the food we're eating is nutrient deplete, mm. is depleted of nutrients that used to be there. Mm. So overall nutritional status is going down. Mm. And the other side of that is that with the pollution, with the microplastics, with the toxins we are exposed to, our need for certain nutrients goes up.
0: Also, with with dietary intake, some people are simply not eating enough of yeah. particular
1: food sources yeah. or restrictive diets. Yeah. That uh, Restrictive diets that get huge mainstream media coverage yeah. and sort of get promoted to the masses or diets that get wrongly suggested by doctors and specialists and without that sort of step-by-step tailored care. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much my, my summary answer of why we can't just do it all through food because yeah we are living on a different planet and the nutrients that are found in nature are actually less readily available in nature than they used to be. And so, so I find a lot of people might be dedicated to, you know, the natural way and doing things as naturally as possible. And this was especially at the health food store. And maybe you found this as well. They would tell us about their problem. What supplement, what nutrients, what vitamin can you recommend for this? we would have our recommendations. They'll hand them the bottle. Cool. They'll look at the bottle. Is this natural? <laughs> and if you're looking at a B vitamin or a mineral complex or anything like that, mm, sorry, no, it's not. Na- it's, not it's not natural. By definition, it's not natural. These mm. vitamins are, and compounds are synthetically produced. Yep. And that's where I think the... Uh, the constriction and the tension of values can come in for a lot of natural path, naturopaths and natural health practitioners is because mm. it's like, we, we prescribe these things that aren't fully natural. Oh, my God. Is yeah. that bad? And then I think it's good to remember this bigger picture of we're living in a really different environment. Yeah. And it's kind of calling upon if we can make these synthetic nutrients and make them available to a lot of people. I see the benefit of that outweighs the negative. Yeah, and yeah. there's a there was a time and a place where we could do it all through food. That time and place is just not right now. Yeah,
0: the alternative to that is move to an island somewhere where you can truly farm your own food and yep. and live a subsistence life.
1: Yep, and don't bring the bucket of roundup with you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't take the roundup. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, look a little bit of a downer, and whenever I do mention downers about the world and how how our health is being passively and actively affected by factors that are out of our control i just like to rem- remind people there is so much in your control there yeah. is so much in your control even if it is just your mindset about how you relate to these Absolutely. problems with the world yeah
0: yeah and it's the things that we do most yeah that have the greatest of impact yeah so if the thing you do most is a health-giving thing, mm. you're actively benefiting your health.
1: Yeah, rather than the minimal exposure that you might get to this chemical or that yeah. chemical, you know, yeah. sometimes. Um, so, yeah, li- the little the little changes that you can make daily will add up. The things that you can do consistently will, if they're beneficial, that beneficial action will add up yeah. and and contribute to the rest of your life. And I feel like that might be a good place to end it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I hope... I, we have covered a lot.
0: <laughs> we sure have.
1: Talk about density, but that was actually... that I think that was a really good conversation. And as always, we are happy to answer more questions. And yeah. I think of some of the things we mentioned, we created about three more podcast <laughs> topics that we want to cover in more depth. Yeah. So that's always on our radar. So if there's anything you wanted us to go into more depth about...
0: I'm excited
1: to see what questions come in. Yeah. So please, again, if you're on Spotify, um, check out that Q&A function. Um, I'll make it a really – because I can edit, like, what question it is. So I'll just make it a super general what questions do you have about this episode. Um, So, yeah, please feel free to communicate to us through that. And tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen. (laughs) Yeah, health conscious – you know, if – the friend that goes to the gym the friend that has just bought some supplements from the chemist the friend that's had a chronic health condition for years and they can't seem to get relief from conventional medicine or you know
0: the friend that's naturopath curious and wants to know can it help
1: are you naturopath curious (laughs) (laughs) I should start asking my friends that (laughs) I should make an Instagram post are you naturopath curious I like that (laughs) let us answer your questions (laughs) Maybe I can do a podcast just in this voice for the natural <laughs> curious. <laughs> I won't do that unless you pay me to. <laughs> and with that said <sighs> we'll you leave it for there listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you Julie.
0: Thank you Corinda.
1: And thank you listener. Thank you. We'll see you in the next one. Bye bye.